Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bad Bleeps of the Bible. All right, so I have a special episode for you today that's going to be semi-regular. So every other Friday, I'm going to invite a guest onto the show who is going to share any questions that they had about these stories throughout the week. So he will listen to the previous stories, he'll jot down some questions, some clarifying things that he needs to share, and then I will do my best to answer those questions based on what I know. Remember, though, your boy is not a theologian, he's not a historian, he is a storyteller. So, without further ado, it is my pleasure to introduce our question master. (laughs) (laughs) Hey everyone, my name is Freddie, one of Scott's good friends, and I was so excited when Scott first told me that he wanted to launch this idea of bad bleeps, because like him, I also grew up going to church almost multiple times a week. And I remember being one of those kids in the back of the church wondering, what are half of these stories that are being told up there? So like, I'm glad that I get to now react to some of the stories that Scott are telling and see if if I actually took away the main point, because sometimes these Bible stories can be a bit complicated. They really can. Yeah. So like, I'm excited to cover some of the ones that you already covered. Like, I think what we're doing, Elijah. Elisha. Oh, wait, is there... Is, that's the same thing, right? Elijah and Elisha? No, they're two different people, two different prophets from the Old Testament. You see, like, this is where I sometimes like, feel like it gets complicated. Like, I remember in my church, it was, uh, I had an auntie, her name was <laughs> Auntie Elijah. And like, we were like... But a, a woman. Yeah. A woman. Like, wait, isn't Elijah a woman? Elijah is a man. Oh, well. <laughs> well, that makes sense because I always wonder, like, these, like, gender names. You know what? Maybe he didn't identify as a man. Who knows? Maybe um, he did identify as a woman. So progressive. But, let me, all right, let me see if I remember what this story even was about. Sure. So, but before you get into that, joy. I do have to say that... For all of the episodes up until this point and continuing on through the week. So all of the story episodes, we're going to keep it very clean. We're going to keep it PG. We are not going to have any sort of foul language, maybe some foul references, but that's <laughs> something different. But for the most part, there is no E attached to those episodes. For these, however, I would just wanted to be my truest self in mm-hmm. this. Um, and so we're just going to use natural language what the, all of that entails so, so this is how scott and i regularly talk truly so, so every, if you have kids know that we are going to be using natural language but i'm going to be bleeping out anything that could be considered a curse word to keep it clean but that being said there will be bleeps in this episode a true bad bleep so what are your questions, Frederick? So like, all right, I want to make sure I understood this story the right way. So Elisha. Which story? So the story of Elisha. And the two bears? Okay, yes. So Elisha, from what I took, it was a prophetess or prophet. and <laughs> prophet. Whatever. And he was like, he just, him and God were really close. And he was like one of those most dignified people, one of God's favorite prophets. Mm-hmm. And one day he was minding his business, like in the community, like spreading God's in words. Jericho. Which is really cool. One of the oldest civilizations. It, I don't know. Somewhere in the walls of Jericho. Yes, copyright. (laughs) But he was, he was minding his business. These like two annoying teens or something were like, 
interrupting his sermon or something. Mm-hmm. And like he just he tried to keep on because he, he really liked like being a good servant of God. So he tried to ignore them. But these two like teens just kept pestering him. And he's like, will you be quiet? And then they, they just kept on spiting. Like, and he said it almost three times. And then he says, enough. And then finally, he's like, you know what? I'm so upset. In God's name, I will smite you. Which is a big deal because, like, the Bible actually references that he used the Lord's name to curse them. So there are some, like, secular people who are like, oh, did he use the Lord's name in vain? That was what I was wondering. I'm like, oh, they used, I'm like, is he allowed? Was that a thing pre, like, this post? I mean, I feel like if you're a prophet of God, you can do whatever the f- you want in that sort was of instance. Was this pre or post so, this, like, Ten Commandments? Was this already a rule? I think it's post. It oh. would be post Ten Commandments. Like, Ten Commandments are old, and that's Moses, but. Oh. Okay, so like he just so he knew that Elijah was like Elijah was like, all right, y'all's I'm gonna teach y'all a lesson today. So he was like, you know what? I'm gonna curse you in Jesus's name. And then this is where like it became like Harry Potter and the Dementors, where the sky turned black. Figures came from the sky, but instead of Dementors, figures. Everybody didn't use anything else. <laughs> yes, <laughs> beasts came. <laughs> beasts came from the sky, but instead of Dementors, they were bears, and like these, sure. like ghost bears, came with a vengeance and literally with their big shiny claws. You mm-hmm. made a big deal about claws, like smited them. And I thought that like it was like spiritual, like. Spanking. killing or spanking whatever but apparently like you you said that it was like he was watching on all judgy like a like a satisfied auntie watching a kid getting pinched but it yes. was like yes you deserve for inter- interrupting my sermon and then once the bears kind of went away he thought oh they're actually dead and they were mm-hmm. dead and he went out to help people and you see that's what happens when you interrupt a prophet and all this in two verses Two verses, which is insanity. <laughs> so is that like the gist of it? I would say for the most part, yes, like 95%. First of all, there were 42. Oh, wow. I got um, not two. just I got two. The, I got the two. There were two bears that were called. Is two a magical number in the Bible? Not really. I mean, there is Noah's Ark and all the animals went in two by two. I think so that's maybe for other reasons. Though. For animals. <laughs> I know that part. <laughs> well, and this too, they were two um, she-bears. So... Again, Ooh, so God's okay with that. Like, is that like a little wink to like being inclusive to she's? Maybe. You know what? I'm gonna say yes. It was. Mm. We don't know about God's plan, mm. but one cor- not correction. So he had just got done preaching in Jericho. Oh. Not even preaching. Okay. He just had been visiting from Jericho. Was walking down the street, and these 42 young lads, the Bible calls them, so a mob. A mob of children <laughs> come after him and literally called him bald headed. So it sounds like a for school, making fun like of a him. Elementary school cafeteria. Nasty little things. Yes, honestly, elementary school cafeteria. And then that's when he basically got fed up and was like, you know what? We're done here. So he was like a sub teacher trying to teach his class and these kids all for the baldy part. This is what all sub teachers wish they could do, I think, in like their worst moments is to call on God's name and bring out two bears to rip the children apart. So this is like Catholic school. They're going on this week's lesson of why you should respect. So this is a whole thing on respecting elders. And he was trying to like give his little sermon and these little children these things were just bothering him but then why was he so sensitive that we don't know and that's the thing i think old testament writers could also be considered very strong revisionist history people <laughs> they're children he just killed and children that, i feel like he killed children and they were like what lesson should we have what lesson should we have oh they must have called him a name it must have been like respect your elders or like respect the worst the name of god baldy bald headed can you imagine anything yeah, worse Scott, can you imagine anything can worse you go- yourself 
<laughs> I'm not bald headed, in case you don't know. Mm. Follow me on Insta. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not either. I'm beautiful. I'm black. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> she's beauty and she's great. So she's Miss United. Any other questions regarding that story? <laughs> um, is like, are there, are, are there not dementors either? Whatever. FYI. But like, are, is the Bible in this, what, first of all, forgive me, what part of the Bible is this in? Is it like, like, Nemariah or like, Kings? So, um, oh, love this Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Numbers Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, Joshua, the, Judges. There was a song, Ruth, first and second Samuel, first and second Kings after Samuel. Is that in the middle? But that's the thing the layout of the Old Testament specifically is not chronological. Oh. So, the books in the Old Testament can be divided into three different parts. We have um, the very first part, which is history, then we have poetry, and then we have prophecy. So History is chronological in terms of timelines. It's how the law was developed. But then it kind of takes a departure when we go into poetry and into the prophecy books. Do know that it's not chronological. So when I throw out numbers, I could be in 850 BCE or I could be in 42 or the BCE. Book, or you mean the book numbers. Or we could be in numbers, which is actually a really interesting book. Or we could be in Song of Solomon, where he talks about women's titties. Scott! Can I say that? Anyway! <laughs> you can. Yeah. All right, everybody say moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, any other questions on that? I think the me? one thing, are there a bunch of verses or stories that are that like brief two verses? Yes, and that's why I could be running this podcast till the end of time because <laughs> there are so many of those like little tiny verses about men who have the sword eaten because they were so obese or men who um, have writing on the wall with just a finger like you many, many like Tekla Parson. You like seem to like to talk those. about men. I don't know why. Hmm, nor do I. Anyway, Everybody say moving on again. <laughs> hashtag Jesus wept. Speaking about old men weeping, so I thought the next story I'll try and recap is The Prodigal Son, like your last episode. Your favorite. Yes. Well, it was my favorite till now hearing it a little bit older. I'm like, mm, I'm not sure if the dad is the most saintly person I've ever heard of in my life. So like, this is what I remember the story. This one truly is coming to the top of my noggin. All right. So there's this rich family and there's this dad, very highly respected in his community. I think he was a carpenter. I think there was something about him building his own house. And he had two sons that he really, really loved. One son took pride in being like the good one. He was all the rules, like, Daddy, yes, I love you, and I want to follow all your rules. And I want, he wanted to be the special one. Chill, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was the goody two shoes. And then there was the other son, like the Paris Hilton of the family, who knew he came from Daddy's money and wanted to spend it. And he was like, Look, I'm of age. It's time for me to yeet myself, using one of Scott's words, from this house and be like, I'm a, I'm a grown man and do his own thing. So the dad said, oh, really? You want to go out and do your own thing? But again, the dad was really chill. He loved his kids and wanted to kind of use this as a chance to teach a lesson. And that was another thing you talked about. Like this was a parable mm -hmm. or, um, one of, uh, or a special parable, which is a special story with a lesson or a story told by Jesus. And this one in particular, so just catching back up to where we were in the story. So this Paris Hilton of a son wanted to go do his own thing in the, the Las Vegas of the Bible. And the dad said, all right, if you insist. And he divided his wealth, the portion that he was supposed to his inheritance or whatever. And the dad gave it to him like, hey, I don't think it's a good idea. But if you insist, go out into the world. And the son said, bet. <laughs> um, <Basically>. and, <laughs> 
So the son goes out and he has a grand old time. I mean, like Wolf of Wall Street. He says he throws like his own coming out party, but like the non-gay version. He goes to all the clubs. Club. The club. <laughs> um, like has all the fancy dinners. If the Bible had Michelin stars, he would want that. He just, he came into money and wanted to spend it. And then he enjoyed the good life. But like Dave Ramsey would say, the good life can only go for so long. And then uh, eventually. All right. <laughs> Dave Ramsey has joined the chat. I mean, he what he did spend recklessly. He'll ask, "Well, are you a doctor or a lawyer?" He says, "I'm daddy's, I'm daddy's son." <laughs> anyway, so one day he just woke up and he had no money. Apparently, he just woke up after a, one, a night of partying and he went to swipe his card and it didn't work. And he was like, "Oh." <laughs> and he said, maybe I can get along with it. But eventually he realized he has no clothes to, no, um, no clothes to wear, no food to eat. And he was like, oh, well, shit. And he says, well, I kind of need to make it work. And he didn't want to go crawling back to daddy. So he went to, wanted to go find a job. So he eventually just looked around and like the current economy, it was hard, <laughs> hard um, comings, finding a job. And then I guess someone on the side of the street like, yo, uh, I have this farm and like, I can, I need a side hand. He's like, farm? Well, my dad works in real estate, so I know a little bit. And then when he went to this person, he realized it's a pig farm. And he was like... I guess. And then he found himself from being literally like the Prince William of the Bible to becoming, I don't know, just a peasant. The Wendy Williams. <laughs> She's not, well, maybe mental issues, but like when Paris was cut off, like, like broke Paris. <laughs> she never was. Yeah, she was. She was cut off at one point. No, she wasn't. Yeah, like when she was friends with Kim K. No, Kim K was her assistant. How does she have an assistant if she's cut off? No, the, Paris, like, when she, she went to rehab. But when Brittany and Paris Hilton went to rehab at the same time, oh. there was an era where, like, all the like the girls of Hollywood. But anyway, <laughs> maybe we're both gay. <laughs> but he was just on low times, and he just took any job he can get. Um, he took any job that he can get, and it was a pig farmer, and or just a pig hand, where he was literally, I guess, making sure the pigs were clean and that were they were fed. And he was down so bad that at one point he was feeding the pigs and he was like, I kinda I'm kinda hungry and looked at the pig's feed and kinda was just like wanting to eat it. And I guess that haven't we all been there? I mean, literally. I mean like I just catch me on a Saturday night in the alleyway of Boys Town. Wanting to eat I mean, I know we all want some meat, but not that kind. Oh, anyway. Spicy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but Anyway, so he looked at the pig food and looked interested in me. I think that was his rock bottom. He was like, all right, I'm better than this. He was like, look, I know I was, I thought I can survive in these streets, but I think I like my bed. I like nice things. This is not my place. So he decided I'm going to go, I'm going to swallow my pride and go back to daddy. And, but I want to, like, I feel bad. I don't, I don't know if daddy's going to take me back. So he just, he was talking to himself, convincing himself what I'm going to say to like, hopefully get back in his dad's good graces. So he had the speech ready, went back to his dad's house and said, daddy, I'm so sorry. Please give me my BMW back. Or actually I don't need the BMW. I'll do anything. You know, the servants, no Henry. I'll be Henry's assistant. Anything. Just please take me off from the streets please and the dad just looked at him with a tear with a singular will smith tear flowing down his his eye (laughs) keep my wife's name (laughs) well he's gonna tell that to his brother soon but like keep your brother anyway but like so with a singular tear my son you've come back to me and you know what like earlier you said this is my favorite story that scene right there like the dad almost embracing his son saying my son i'm so glad you're okay 
servants, almost said peasants, <laughs> servants, bring him a, our finest silk robes and a ring and some slippers. I just, a, a dad's love. Like I, I have a closer relationship with my dad and seeing a dad embrace his child, even when they feel they've tripped up. I really love that story because it made me feel that the Bible was encouraging people to make sure to make that it's okay to go back home, that your home is a safe space. And like, as a child hearing that story, I was like, yes, it's always like, you can always come back home. That was, that was. When I think of home, I think of love overflowing. And that's why. The anyone. <laughs> and that's why he wasn't on American Idol. <laughs> but I just, that I'm coming home scene really resound, um, resonated with me as a kid. But then, when I kept on listening to the story, this is the part that, with age, I started looking at the story a bit differently. Because you went on to say in the, the story. The brother portion, right? The brother. So the brother naturally looking side-eye to his dad saying, let's call him, did he have a name? Brother. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, the prodigal son. Older brother. <laughs> Younger brother. But like, No, they don't have names. I never realized there was no names. Mm-mm. Let's call him Chris. So the, why? The Sorry kid, to any Chris's out there. The old, well, the older the kid who ran away is Chris, and Sam is the brother that the good goody two shoes. So whatever. So Sam is looking at Chris over there, like, Daddy, why? Chris ran away, took half his money, and you're throwing him a party? Like why and the dad is almost literally gaslighting the son son your son he suffered in these streets it's like you know you know he had to go from michelin star to mcdonald's and we need to like embrace him and to think this is where the bible can kind of get a little bit unrealistic you said that the son just like took the dad's word and was okay with it but you know any true either older or younger brother will still be like, uh, no, mm-hmm. like what? Where's my party? And you, even you were saying that, like, like it, it kind of makes no sense. I, I said that he's rightfully indignant, and in that he has been there the entire time working the land. And I love that the Bible uses an example of the older brothers who says that um, I haven't even been given a goat's leg. <laughs> To hang out with my friends. Wait, that's what it said? Yes. Yeah, it's a goat something. I'm pretty sure it's goat leg. Um, it's third leg. <laughs> I haven't even been even a goat. I don't even think it's goat's leg. I think that's me making it. I think it's goat. I, to we, like share with goat. my friends, yet you're going to kill the fatted calf for this brother who ran away and squandered his inheritance. I, I think the brother was like right in that situation and calling the dad out. The but dad they, recognized it too, though. He did say like, you're right. I get it. But someone who we thought dead had come back home alive. But I w- again, it's a Jesus story, and that's why when I read it, I'm like, "Yo, who can question Jesus?" But wait a second, the prodigal said it was Jesus was talking throughout the whole time, right? Yeah, so, he's delivering a sermon, and as any preacher does, uses an example. He just made uh, up his own example. Also, this was in the midst of a sermon. When was mm-hmm. Jesus even saying all this? In the midst of a sermon. Oh well. well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, what's the greater scene? If you know. We don't. We just know. I mean, we might actually. I just didn't give that context. Sorry. Anyway. (laughs) But either way, I just thought the dad was gaslighting the older or younger brother, the brother. And I just like, he's justified to feel a sort of way about his brother getting all the celebration for breaking the rules. I'm like, the the other brother was faithful. He was respectful. He was taught all lessons. I think Jesus kind of wants us to respect our father and mother. And he, what was his reward for being respected? To be gaslit by the dad, say, you should be happy for your brother. 
I guess that's a good lesson. Yes, don't look with is it vengeful or don't look with jealous eyes. Mm-hmm. I guess that can be a side lesson. I mean, the dad does say you are right in that he says to his son, "You're right. You have been here, and I get it, and I get why you're upset, but." This is also why we should be celebrating because your brother who we thought was dead has returned alive. I just think this is an opportunity for the dad. And this is maybe the way I wanted to be parented or is it like he could have led with a compliment. My son, you are this like he did help his ego a little. He didn't like talk about you are my faithful son. Like he's feeling a little little shaded of like, am I not enough? And because he's the dad clearly we could all tell who his favorite son is. Like, and I think as any like sibling relationship, when you see your parent treat your other sibling different, you're going to feel, you're going to measure back, go back in your memory of like, and even called it out. Where's my party for like running the business well? Where's my special robe for making sure the sheep are well groomed? Where's my, I don't know. It was was sheep, right? Or was it pigs? They do, they groom the sheep. Yeah, because you know, there's the shears, they overgrow. Anyway. Anyway, it was like, it's natural for him to feel, he was gaslit. And I, again, I love Jesus and whatever he says is literally sacred. I just don't think the other brother was addressed. Fair. But yeah, that was my main takeaway. It's still my favorite story, but I think we need a part two of the brother's arc. But what if there's a prodigal son? Not all the stories in the Bible were included in the Bible. What if there's a part two where the, he, I'm going to take my money and see what the I can become. kills the other brother and <sighs> takes the money and commits fratricide. No, paternicide and kills his parents, takes it and runs the land. Oh my God. Adam and Eve. What's Adam and Eve's sons again? Cain and Abel part two, the and New Seth, Testament. Later on. Yes, maybe. Who knows? I do have to shout out that I never included it in the actual podcast episode. What? Prodigal means excessive spending. <gasps> Someone who is spending recklessly. So you. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> Just know that that's what it means. I never said that. I said it in the, the TikTok I recorded, but not in the actual episode. So I do want to throw that out there. Prodigal, excessive spending. That's why he's called the prodigal son, because he excessively spent, but came back to his daddy. Well, I don't want to excessively spend people's time. So that was... You had no questions about that, though? Um, I, guess, I think the main questions I had was about what happened to the brother and, like, did he just accept it? But I'm just surprised. Well, I love, again, I love Jesus. I just, I wonder, did he have a lesson, a point afterward? Did he, would he talk about, and this should be your takeaway? Or that is it? the unconditional love of a father. And it's... If we want to get into Bible, I don't include this, but we can. Um, It's meant to represent us. We as people wander away from the unconditional love of our father in heaven. Oh, Jesus. God, God. Jesus. Yes. Daddy G. No matter what we do, we can spend recklessly. We can commit all sorts of heinous things. But when we return back to our Godfather, Sky Daddy, he will always be there to unconditionally accept us with open arms. Now look at that! That is the story that I did not tell because Scott is not a religious... Oh my... Okay, oh yeah, that's something we did not cover earlier. I am a wee bit more um, spiritual. I don't know about religious, but like... My parents will listen to this. My dad, pastor, mother, who sent me my... I love Jesus. I call myself... I'm a man of faith, but my point or my stance on religion is still evolving. So that's why like I... 
I call myself a Christian, but like just again, understanding the lessons and removing the emotion and drama of it is what I really, really love about this, where I can hear the stories and maybe look at them through a different lens and make my own new interpretations of them. So a little more agnostic of a lens. Exactly. And I look forward to hopefully doing this again one day. Thanks. I agree. So this is fun. Again, if you have any questions, Maybe send them in to me and I will filter them off to Freddie and he can ask you questions. But before we go, do you have any church trauma stories that you would like to share with oh. us growing up? And I don't know if Freddie shared, but his church was unique. Um, unique? If you want to tell them That's why. That's what you <laughs> Cover girl. <laughs> yeah, just makes two different songs. <laughs> Beyonce. I don't know, and RuPaul. Oh. <laughs> Cover girl. That's what you are. <laughs> My own remix. But any... Well... Again, I grew up in a Nigerian Pentecostal church, which was honestly could be its own spinoff TV shows. And it was very energetic. It was like they, if you know any African Christians, they're very devout about their faith to God. And I just found kind of the, there was a lot of unique church politics. So it's like a classroom like where there's no assigned seats, but you have your favorite seat. I remember in church, there was always, or that's where the evangelist oh, That sit. always happens where <laughs> Wait, you what? have old Mary Martha or old Martha who always sits at the end of the pew and God forbid Second a from the visitor front. should come in and sit in their pew spot. They will let everyone know. But you knew in my church growing up, you knew that you arrived when there's a whole like ceremony of like you've earned, because we have the fold-out chairs, you've earned your seat. So because we had like fold-out chair. Well, we had metal fold-out chairs for the longest time because we had like a building project. Mm-hmm. So my church was literally in a trailer. So like while the we like our church was on a construction site. We were on the trailer for 20 plus years, but inside the trailer, we had the metal fold out chair. But if you were a devout member where you have paid your dues, you have said the loudest of amen, you got a padded metal chair, you got yourself a padded metal <laughs> chair. And of course, it was prayed over like with a special prayer. I'm and dead. then, of course, there's a special Thanksgiving where you have to, of course, donate money. With a special, <laughs> like, but it was you knew, and if you dared, sat in the path even when church wasn't happening it was designated even when church was done when they folded the chairs those ones stayed because they've earned it so just those little quirks that did baby freddie ever sit in a padded chair oh no this is a funny story so my dad was one of the deacons of the church deacons whatever dickon dickon i'm not gonna say my dad's last name but like one of the deacons (laughs) of the church and so all the deacons had like a special dickon <laughs> potato, potato. I'm dumb and deacon. <laughs> oh my gosh. But when all the Dickens had a special section <laughs> in the church, and like all I know is that like all um, when I was younger, like when I was six or seven, I was just, I love my dad. I was a daddy's boy. And just to kind of one up all the kids, I would with a flutter in the middle of service, go up to where my dad was sitting and sit right next to him, knowing that all the other kids in Sunday school, if we had been released, they're looking at me sitting in the special adult section purposely put like something if i'm tired just lying on his lap or looking at daddy like with my little church pamphlet asking so daddy what does this mean just like showing that i'm important and you're not uh, Dead. I, 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 I was that kid <laughs> And you still are. Rude. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this inaugural, what should we call it? Um, Bad Bleeps Untucked. Bad Bleeps Uncut. Uncut. Bad Bleeps. Uncut, isn't that like a thing? It would be, yeah, sure. Bad Bleeps Uncut. Love it. 
Boom. All right. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us on Bad Bleeps Uncut. And we hope you will join us again in two weeks. Bye. Bye.